This is Shop Talk Radio, Episode 4, with Jeremy Coward. Welcome to Shop Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Onkin, and on this show, we bring you inspiring guests to dive underneath the hood of the creative entrepreneurial lifestyle to bridge the gap between art, commerce, and inspiration. Today, I'm happy to bring you one of my good friends, Jeremy Cowart, who is known as a celebrity photographer, but um, is actually much more than that. He's an artist, humanitarian, app creator, teacher, and a lot of other things, but uh, those are the main the main categories I would say he falls into. But uh, I've known Jeremy for quite a few years now, and uh, we have similar career paths of being a graphic designer in our previous lives and um, we've both turned photographer, and I've got to see an amazing uh, journey with him as well. So what I love about Jeremy is that he has a huge heart to help the world and make it a better place and, and to inspire those around him. He is a man of many ideas, and he's not afraid to try new things, even if they fail, which is a huge success, a uh, successful mindset that he has, and uh, we'll dive more into that in the podcast. But Jeremy has also created a nonprofit called Help Portrait, uh, which was designed as a day for photographers to give back by taking portraits of people who don't wouldn't normally be able to afford a proper photo session, um, but to help them to see their their true inner beauty. And he's created a movement all around the world, uh, which you'll hear about more today on today's episode. Um, we also today will get to hear uh, Jeremy's advice about getting inspired and how to connect with people in the industry you're in. So without further ado, let's jump into this. Well, welcome. Today we've got uh, Jeremy Cowart in the house, in the studio. Um, Jeremy is an amazing photographer and creative entrepreneur, but beyond a photographer, he's got a lot of other amazing projects going on. He's an artist, um, entrepreneur, tech, all that good stuff. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just give us a little context. Like, who, where are you from? Like, who have you shot for? Who have you shot? Like, give us a little, give us a little context. Feel free to brag just a little bit. Just to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Nashville. I'm a, I'm a Tennessean, uh, born and raised in Nashville. Lived out in L.A. last year, but I'm back in Nashville now. So um, I am a uh, portrait photographer uh, in the past. I was a graphic designer first, and then for the past seven, eight years, I've been doing portrait photography, uh, shooting mostly celebrities, musicians, anything entertainment-based. Oh uh, gosh, it always feels so funny dropping names. I hate, I hate doing that. But uh, so, who tell me, like, who's some of your favorite people that you've got photographed? How about that? Um, Maybe some people we might, we might know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see names that come to mind. I recently shot Kelly Clarkson, which was uh, I love that shoot just because she's amazing uh, in every way. Um, Sting, Kelly, uh, Kelly Clarkson, Imogen Heap, um, The Civil Wars. Got to shoot Gwyneth Paltrow recently, which I was completely starstruck. Wow. Um, oh gosh, who else? Who else have I shot? Miley Cyrus, Kardashians. Gosh, 
those weren't my favorites, by the way. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of think of names who have shot. So a few that we might know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. It's like in the end, they're just creative entrepreneurs themselves. Exactly. They're just people. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more in the limelight, but <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so what? What other? That said, what other? creative ventures and you're an artist what other things have you done creatively i started a thing in 2008 called help portrait where we find people in need and give photos away um and i did it in nashville first and then it kind of made a lot of sense and so that next year we uh we decided that it well i decided that it could be a much bigger deal so i put the idea on my blog and other people blogged it and uh, the idea took off so in 2009 we ended up in 42 countries on our first day so wow. photographers photographers all over the world responded decided to also give away pictures in need and pictures to people in need so this year is our five-year anniversary in less than two months december 7th and so wow. um uh, we'll, we'll easily, I think we'll approach the 400,000 portrait mark this December, which would be insane. I mean, it's just crazy how many, that's it's, crazy. All, it's all over the world. We had a group in this year in South Africa that's done over 50,000 portraits. They do it almost daily. Yeah. It's just part of what they do in South Africa. Um, so it's cool to see photographers just doing it. Like yeah. they don't need me. They don't need help portrait. They just do help portrait. Yeah. It's truly is a movement in the sense that. People are just volunteering all over the world and giving pictures to people in need, and it's pretty. That's awesome. So, give us the overall idea of how it works, like, and how do people get involved? I mean, what's give us that's that's, that's an awesome idea, awesome like yeah, give yeah. back to the world. I love that. Yeah, you just. Uh, I mean, when we say people in need, it could really be anybody. Uh, so, homeless, abuse victims. It could be the lonely neighbor next door that you always see but no one ever talks to. It could be kids in a children's hospital. It could be abuse victims. I mean, basically anybody that, like, photography is not even on their radar. Yeah. They're just trying to get their bills paid. They're trying to survive. They're just, like, they don't have luxuries. They don't think about, I should go to get my picture made today. You know, that would never cross their mind. So it's about finding those people, uh, setting up a photo shoot, doing their hair and makeup. Hair and makeup always plays a big part. Uh, making them feel amazing, look beautiful, and then you take their picture and uh, you print it on the spot. So whatever printers you have access to, whether that's you know crappy inkjet or something nicer, you just you print it, you give it away, and that's it. Like no agenda. It goes against everything we were taught as photographers because it's not about this. Isn't about your portfolio. This isn't about Twitter, Facebook. This is simply about like the selfless act. Yeah, we, and giving giving to people and like lighting them up and like letting to see letting them to see their beauty. Yeah, exactly, and it's. Trans, I mean, it's transformational. I mean, we see people all the time. Last year, a woman saw a uh, stripper. She saw the way her son looked at her photo because she looked like somebody else. She looked like a professional. She looked, you know, we did her hair and makeup. Yeah. She was so moved by the way that he looked at her portrait that she wanted to be the woman in the portrait. So she quit her stripping job of like 20 or 30 years, wow. left San Francisco, and started her life over based on one single headshot that's amazing yeah so oh my uh, god i'm sure you got stories for days stories for days yeah it's crazy uh, so i mean that said what's like as a creative entrepreneur what's your philosophy on giving back to the world i just think that um you know i i was able to have a lot of success quickly in the photo industry and i became 
I guess what the photo industry calls an industry rock star, where I have a platform, I have a bunch of Twitter followers, I have a bunch of celebrities in my portfolio. I have all the things that most photographers try to achieve, I guess I've achieved, but I very quickly realized that I just don't care. Like, it's not... It's not fulfilling. It's it, it's empty at the end of the day. I don't want you know. I have kids, so I don't want to like. I don't want my kids just to think, oh, dad, take pictures of celebrities. That's awesome. I want there to be more to my story, and I think it's it's much more interesting if you can build a platform and then turn that platform around to do good for something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like holding a reflector board. You know, you're receiving all this attention and you're bouncing it to something else, and so. Um, that's what I like to think that I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing it successfully, <laughs> but that's that's definitely what I hope I'm doing. Yeah, so. it's a hundred percent, man. It's I've it's inspired me, and everything that you're up to has inspired me. And very cool. It's cool. I mean, I've always my philosophy's always been, you know, we live in a very blessed world to be able to do what we do, and mm-hmm. to give back to the world is like, I mean, something that is almost like a given. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, just it's 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 really cool. I, I, if anyone's listening, I'd love for them to just try it. It's one of those things people doubt, and then they do it, and they're like, "Okay, this is the best thing I've ever done with my camera." Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. So, on another note, what's as far as your art background? Where, like, give us a little idea of that. You were a graphic designer, I know that, and then I know you do a lot of art and art and painting and mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I wanted to be a painter originally, and I think my parents were afraid of me making a living. So they were like, have you heard of this thing called graphic design? So I didn't want to do design. I was terrified of computers, but I reluctantly kind of jumped into the Photoshop thing and I fell in love. But art art has never left me. It's like that first love. You move on to other things, but you always still have that first love. So at the end of the day, I still feel like I'm that high school kid that just loves to draw and experiment and... You know, so now the translation for me is, you know, doing weird alternative techniques to my photos and reshooting things over and over and dumping chemicals on paper. And um, so, yeah, I still want to be, I think at the end of the day, I still fantasize about being a fine artist, you know, about being somebody who's painting. And But with all this other business stuff I'm doing, it's hard to, it's hard to be everything, you know. Yeah, it's always art versus commerce. Exactly. Well, and for me... And the biggest mix is family, you know, yeah. like art, commerce, family. Like, how do you find enough hours in the day to, <laughs> to balance it all? Totally. So, so would you say some of like the most monumental moments growing up that have shaped what would that have shaped your story? Well, actually, I just recently illustrated um, a twenty-minute talk where I literally drew every single word, and I when I present it. I share this story, and the story is when I was a kid, I literally thought that I was stupid, and I, I didn't make great grades, I thought that I just wasn't smart, I couldn't focus, I wondered why everybody else could focus and I couldn't, and so I always said, I can't, like I can't do that, dad, I can't hit the baseball, mama can't play piano, I just always had this attitude of like, just being, not beat down, it's not like it was a hard childhood, but I just didn't have confidence, I was like your average just kid, just, yeah. you know kind of getting through life. Um, but my dad uh, and mom played a huge role. And my dad was always, um, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. My dad would always use this verse from the Bible that says, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And he would actually, like, say that over and over and over to the point that it actually became quite annoying. <laughs> I mean, I could predict when he was going to say it because it got so annoying. Um, 
But I think it was a really interesting parent move because whether you're a Christian or not, I mean, just to have a role model in your life saying, like, you can do what you want to do. Um, you, you are capable. You know, my parents really drilled that into my system. And so after a while, I think I actually started to believe it, you know. Um, and so, like, I got fired from my first graphic design job. Um, and, like, my boss had told, told me, like, to find a new career altogether. Like, he didn't just say, go find another job. Like, leave design. Like, you're not, <laughs> oh, you're not any good, basically, is how I translated it. But I had already kind of started believing in myself. And so I went and started my own company. And uh, that company became very, you know, successful as a, as a designer. And from that point on, I've just enjoyed that moment of jumping and taking risks, and even yeah. when they don't make sense. And in fact, I've, that's my favorite thing to do now. Like above taking pictures, above creating, I just love that moment of like starting something new and jumping. And yeah, you know. So I, that's that's a good point. I mean, it's amazing like how much um, self talk we have that talk we talk ourselves down. Oh yeah, completely. And um, taking risks that's huge. Like what what's as far as taking risks how's that stretch you to grow as a person i think a lot of people in this industry especially have big egos and i think there's a certain humility required to jump like to take risk because i don't have any fear of failure i mean if something doesn't work i just don't care like if if the public sees me do something that doesn't work i don't care because i I was having this conversation recently with another creative guy, and he was talking about Miles Davis, and that Miles Davis produced, I think, like 50 records or something. Yeah. But, like, we only remember his great three or four records. Nobody else remembers those failures. Yeah. And so for us, I kind of look at it the same way. Like, even if this app, this thing I'm about to do, uh, even if it fails, like, I'm like, man, I gave it all I could and yeah. tried, I, and it's been a beautiful it's the same physical feeling of jumping off a cliff. You're just kind of <laughs> floating through space. Yeah, and yeah. Hope, hope you land it. You know, there's. I just thrive on that feeling, and I'm just not afraid of, of you know what's going to happen. I just. That's amazing. I mean, that's that's a quality that not a lot of people have. Is there's no fear of failure, and I mean, it's it especially in creative entrepreneurship. I've I've had a lot of fear of failure, and and it's held me back from a lot of things in life. I mean, what would you say like to to people that do fear failure and and or even fear success like there's there's a lot of that like what what advice would you give to them well i think it's habit i mean i think back to like when i quit my first job that was my first jump and of course i had fear of failure then because i was married and you know me leaving my job was was a big financial risk and so there's definitely fear of failure but i think it's a habitual thing like once you back to the, like the I can do all things like once you get in that rhythm and you start trying stuff people just assume that I think I'm not important I'm a nobody I don't have a platform I can't do and there are you're right there that is the majority of the people out there I think but then I see all the time I just meet these guys like you know you and and a lot of our friends that just don't have that fear you know they just like I'm gonna try this I'm gonna go for it you know and, and um I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessarily very eloquently said, but um, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So in in that respect, where um, where does your passion and your drive drive come from? Because passion and drive is such a huge motivator and and a key to success and in, in in any entrepreneurship or any any facet of life. Passion is the key. 
Uh, where does your passion come from? Um, and it's a loaded question. Uh, I'd say my passion really comes from a lot of different things. I mean, I was born, I feel like, passionate about art and creativity. I just, that's who I am. I'm ADD. I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place. I, <laughs> I always hated school. I hated studying. Um, but I think passion for me comes out of family. I have a really healthy marriage. I have two kids that I love, you know, and they yeah. they keep me energized and refreshed and inspired. Um, I'm passionate about art and the guys around me, the guys like you and all our friends who are doing amazing things. I think you just have to keep yourself inspired. I think inspiration drives passion, and I have a yeah. lot of inspiration around me um, from friends and family. When I go to see movies or go see a live show, like I just always feeling that, trying to fill that, that, yeah. that you know, cup of <laughs> passion. I guess I don't know. I just everywhere I look on the internet, just photographers doing amazing things, artists doing amazing things, and I just feel like I want to be in the game. You know, want to be out there doing something. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What about the outside world? What else gives you inspiration? Or- um. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Um, you mean the outside world in terms of uh, outside the internet world, the world of <laughs> the outside world? Because there is one of those. There, there is an outside world. I think. Right. I feel like we get so consumed in our yeah, yeah. in our conventional computer screen and iPhone screen. Oh, that, totally. You know, one, one of my favorite recent tweets. Somebody said they said. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll put down my iPhone and I'll look out the window and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> that was it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Like this morning, I was driving through New York City in a cab and staring at my phone the whole time. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I'm like missing New York City. Yeah. Um, and so not to get too uh, cheese ball or anything, but, you know, I am, I am you know, my, my beliefs are that God created this amazing planet we live on. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, when I get in a plane and I fly over an ocean and I fly over and look at all the the things, the creation and clouds and to see a kid laugh and somebody fall, it's just these little moments. And I mean, I think there's just inspiration everywhere. We're just not, we just tune it out, you know, especially these days with our iPhones. But I, I really do find inspiration in seemingly everything. Um, and I'm I'm sounding like I don't have bad days or anything, and that I don't get grumpy and tired and stressed like everybody else, because I definitely do. <laughs> but I do generally find that I stay inspired by um, by a lot of what's going on around me. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, inspiration is the key to you know keeping us going, keeping yeah. us creating, because that's what we that's what we do. Absolutely. So on the. Uh, segue into like art and commerce i mean this is a huge thing and i mean you're living off your art and you've done that for a long time i mean obviously it's up and down it's feast Mm -hmm. or famine that's the way of the creative entrepreneur yep you know what are like what are some of the sacrifices that you've made along the way to to make your vision happen of of making a living off of art um it's a good question some of the sacrifices I think they're, the sacrifices are like, there are definitely times where I'm jealous of my friends who have a job, you know, who get a paycheck and who know, <laughs> what, who know what their schedule is going to look like. They can plan the next six months or even the next two weeks, you know, like, I think you're sacrificing like just, especially if you're married and with children, you're really sacrificing a lot because women have this security gland where they like to know how much money are we going to make? What's her plan going to be? 
how's life going to look like? And doing what we do, you just never know. I mean, I never know what email is going to come in tomorrow, who I'll be shooting. Two days ago, I got a, the di- nothing was coming up. Things are slow. And I got two calls. One was to shoot a famous athlete racing a cheetah. And the next email was to go to Africa with a celebrity for a week and shoot, just document her time there, like an A-list celebrity. And like those two emails came within an hour. And I love that about what we do because it's <laughs> totally. like every day is Christmas. Like I could get another email tomorrow that's some crazy, amazing adventure, you know. Yeah. Um, but the downside is you could go for a year without one of those emails or without <laughs> one of those calls. And so you're risking predictability, you're risking safety, you're risking so much, you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, I literally just got a call a couple of days ago to go down to Guatemala tomorrow and shoot a, an yeah. A-list celebrity. <laughs> nice. And, and that happens, you know, with three days' notice. Yeah, totally. And so you it's never know. Last minute. Yeah. yeah, you never know. But take it back. I mean, so when you were starting out, because this is, you know, a lot of people... I mean, I sacrificed a lot when I was like trying to like make it and achieve my vision, you know, going from a graphic designer to a photographer, there's that transition of learning and like really practicing your craft to the point where you're actually making money. Right. What, what kind of, what was that process like for you? Like, what did you go through? What did you have to sacrifice to, for the greater vision? Well, I took out, I don't recommend this at all. Uh, I'm all about being debt-free, but I took out a $10,000 loan, like, first thing. Oh, wow. When I jumped into photography, and I bought um, three lenses, uh, my first camera, first DSLR, my first light kit, my first pro photo. I think there was, like, three lights that came with it. Just went for it, you know, and I, I, like I said, I don't recommend that. Uh, I never assisted any other photographer, so I never had seen a set. Yeah. Didn't have a clue of what I was doing. I remember running around with... Uh, all my gear and no assistance, you know, so I was setting up every light stand, every sandbag, every, Yeah. and I'd like be telling my client, uh, give me like 20 more minutes. And they're watching me like run around like a crazy person. (laughs) But that was such a fascinating way to learn. Yeah. You literally have your paid, uh, gig, you know, you have your client staring at you as you scramble to set up every single light <laughs> and then to test it all and then to make sure and then you're moving you gotta go back and move that light over three inches and so I did that for about a year on my own you know and then finally I'm like people have assistants you know and I like finally <laughs> hit me that I should get start hiring assistants but I'm thankful for that time of me scrambling because I you know I went literally from running my design company to shooting so I just told all my design clients Hey, I'm now shooting. So there, I literally jumped right into having clients as a photographer. There was no like real practice. Yeah, it was just like jump in, get paid, which was awesome on the from a financial standpoint, but terrible in terms of a. It's just a trial by fire. <laughs> you know? Fast learning curve. Yeah, and we knew each other at the time. I mean, me and you both were designers, and so I know you know the the feeling. It was pretty insane. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, but that's amazing. I mean, to believe in yourself that much to take on a ten thousand dollar loan—that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah, it was stupid, but um, <laughs> these days it's hard to recommend that doing that to somebody because the industry is so different. There's so much harder, yeah, harder these days. I say that as if that was forever ago. I mean, that was only seven years ago, but a lot has happened in you yeah. know seven or eight years. A lot has happened. Yeah, I've I've we've been friends that whole time, mm-hmm. and I've seen so many ups and downs and lefts and rights and new ideas and yeah. you know <laughs> i love it i love yeah, it totally it's awesome but 
So the mindset of believing in yourself, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, like I said, I think it's, I think there's a lot, for me at least, there's a lot to momentum. There's a lot to baby steps, like climbing the ladder. Like you look down like, wow, I got this high. I'm two, ste- I'm two steps up now. <laughs> and you, you know, you keep going up and all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm doing really good. I can, I got this the rest of the way. And I always feel like for me, that's, it just feels, and as you're going, you're, you're building this community. Like the people around me are supporting me. And once you, once you achieve something, everyone else starts to like rally behind you. you yeah. Know, I've, I've sensed that. And so everything I do these days is all about collaboration and community um you know and and finding those right people to 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 put on your team and lift you up like i feel like so much of my momentum right now is about the people around me um but yeah it's it's just like you know from help portrait seeing that work randomly to all these photo shoots to the art stuff that i did where i had a i did to illustrate tom york uh and then like do a time lapse of it and fast forward it all like that was just a curiosity like what if and then yeah. to see that work and then that actually turned into jobs like you just got to jump i mean this next idea i want to pursue for the next 20 years of my life it's ridiculously stupid and <laughs> ambitious but i just think it'd be fun to jump and if it fails and so be it you know yeah why not yeah why not exactly so you've, you've had a lot of cool moments in your life like what would be some of the, the top highlights and or key moments that that you would have or cool story and a cool story to go around that yeah i mean obviously uh i'll answer that on a professional front because there's two answers to that question the personal side of yeah. family and kids and there's the professional side um I mean, definitely, like, I'll always remember, like, you know, the first day that Help Portrait happened. You know, here was this little idea that I didn't know if 50 people were going to do or 10 people. And to see it in uh, 42 countries around the world yeah. on the first try was was unbelievably uh, overwhelming. Just didn't humbling and crazy and what the crap is going on. You know? <laughs> uh, the Haiti, I did a project in Haiti where I had people write down their thoughts right after the earthquake is almost like a visual tweet and um and that was another example of like what if i did this you know because the earthquake had just happened so i'm on my couch like watching cnn and it's like man what if these people could tweet what would they say right now in the midst of aftershocks and dead bodies and they've just lost their loved ones and they don't have their legs are chopped off and like what would they say yeah and so to go down to haiti immediately and capture that um and just listen to give them a microphone, you know, um, like you're doing me right now. Um, it was crazy. It was uh, unbelievably uh, empowering because there's so many other photographers down there were just, you know, camera on their face, just shooting them and walking off. Yeah. And so to go down there and like just say, what do you, what do you want to tell the world? Wow. They, they felt so empowered by that, and so, um, and then to see that project make it all the way to the halls of the UN in front of our president and, you know, so many government leaders. Just crazy. I mean, the, the, I just love the stories. Every risk along the way has ended in this incredible story. You yeah. Know? Stories that I will absolutely be telling my children one day, and I hope they tell their kids. <laughs> and one of the things I talk about a lot is that um, I don't think a lot of people realize, but we are the beginning of our family tree. Like in terms of the Internet and the digital age, the Onkins start now. You know, <laughs> yeah. the coward generation forever starts now and i'm just referring again to in terms of the internet so like if you google my grandfather zero results 
yeah. if you Google my dad, maybe a few things. But if you Google me, there's infinite like research that my great 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 grandkids could do on their grandfather or great great grandfather. You know, so um, it's it's. I hope these stories of risk and of trial and of like doing things i hope that carries through you know that's amazing it's an it's just always in the back of my head like even with tweets i'm like what if my what if one day my great great grandkids will see this tweet like what am i saying what am i communicating to these further generations (laughs) of cowards you know and i i don't know that many people think about that because it's it's pretty crazy that we are the beginning of our family history you know yeah or our our lives are digitally recorded Mm mm-hmm kind of a scary thing and a great thing all at the yeah, same time. <laughs> it, it, it depends on who you are. I also tweeted the other day. I said, man, that must be a hard question for haters to think about. Because if you're on the internet and you're just spewing hate every day yeah. and that's your like, online legacy, like, man, <laughs> that's a tough look in the mirror right there. That's rough. That's yeah. rough. So what kind of mindsets would you you say have helped you through or, I mean, just supported you through this whole creative journey that you've had? Gosh, they waver all the time. I mean, there are days where, uh, like I think like any photographer, um, uh, where you just think you suck, you know? I mean, my confidence wavers, oh my gosh, from the bottom, you know, Bob, as low as you can go, yeah. to those days where you think you're just, you know, awesome, and you know you killed the job, and <laughs> feeling confident. Um, but most days, I definitely think that I suck, you know? I think that's a common you know, artist thing for us to doubt ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, it's a really good question. I think the fact that people keep responding, keep calling me, it's again, goes back to that community thing, the people around you, a good wife to, to, uh, support me and believe in me. Um, all that stuff is, is part of the mindset. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, what is it? What do you feel like that, that belief comes from? Like when you, that self talk of, of, Oh, I suck. You know, like, how does that affect you? Um, I mean, it, it certainly has a huge impact. Uh, I mean, there I go for months where I think I'm done forever. I don't want to ever create again. And then you, like, finally tune everything out. You turn off iTunes or you turn off your computer and your phone and you sit down and do something. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm not that awful. Um, it's like the time I drove, uh, drew uh, Tom York, I was in, like, probably the biggest like downer of confidence you know like am wow. i even an artist anymore like who am i like i'm doing too much business stuff lately i've lost sight of my creativity but i have this idea so i just literally tuned everything out and i did that and then i was like oh my gosh i just awakened that creativity back up so that's awesome that's yeah awesome. so i mean i think we've all hit that point where we're just like oh my god like ah. Yeah. suck or like I'm just like the questioning your, um, ourselves and like what what did you do what do you do to get yourself shifted out of that I think it's just space getting away from everything going to uh, I mean I think meaning mean a million different things for everybody but whether that's a vacation or going out with your wife and kids to taking a digital break to I encourage people to look outside of their industry. So if you're a wedding photographer, stop looking at wedding blogs. Stop looking at, like, all the wedding magazines. Go look at fashion stuff for a while. Go look at what 
the entertainment industry guys are doing. Frank Hawkins, Fells, and Art Striber. Like, get out of your industry. Yeah. <laughs> At least online. Like, take a break from it all. So, you know, I tell people to change up your bookmarks. You know, quit looking at the... Whatever you looked at for the past year, don't look at it for another year. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think little things like that can, can make a huge... Taking a detour from what you're ingesting every day it, uh, can play a huge part in it. Wow, that's awesome. Good, yeah. Great nugget. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I need to practice that a little bit more. <laughs> See, me too. <laughs> me too. How about... So how has vision played into getting to where you've gotten? Uh, I mean, I think... These are big questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, vision. I, I feel like for me, it, it's it's more instinctual. You know, I've, I never like wrote down a vision or came up with a plan. Like, in fact, you are so much better than that kind of thinking than I am in terms of branding and like coming up with the plan, the vision. You know, but I just kind of feel like. Um, I have an idea, and I have the vision for it, and I just try to, um, I mean, there's two different sides. There's vision for photography and photographs, and there's vision for these other things I'm doing, like Kel Portrait and the app and the future things I want to do. Yeah. There's two different kinds of vision. I think my vision for my photography has just always been to not settle, to try interesting things. I'm an artist. I love to experiment, so... How can I push this as far as I can to to where it looks like me and not like any other next photographer could have yeah. gotten that same result? Um, and so I don't even know how to define my own photography. I've, people say, "What's your style?" and I'm like, "ADD." You know, that's my. <laughs> and I think it's awful and dangerous when photographers say, "Oh, I shoot everything," because I don't claim to shoot everything. I just, you know, I just like to apply my style to everything I think there's a difference yeah. you know if somebody's shooting babies and weddings and music and architecture then they're they're trying to be a jack of all trades whereas if you're shoot everything but with the same vision then you can do that like I think of Frank Hockenfels I mean yeah. that guy shoots editorial and advertising and personal work and his kids and it all looks like Frank's vision mm-hmm. and I, I hope that uh, people say the same about me um you know, I'm just bringing a different vision, or the same vision to different things. So when it comes to ideas, um, man, that vision is there from, I, you know, sometimes you hear a songwriter say, I wrote this song in five minutes. It just came to me. It just poured out. That's typically how ideas work for me. Um, and I don't sit down to brainstorm. I don't sit down to come up with stuff. They come to me as I'm doing other things. Um, in fact, I heard a famous Chuck Close quote the other day about this very topic how he's saying like get to work you know inspiration will hit you as you it will find you where you're working yeah and that's how it works for me and so um but, but i feel like the vision hits in that three minutes but then it's like as they say the 99 percent is the execution and the one percent is the idea yeah so it's like the vision's there in that one percent and then you have to carry that through all the execution which is um painfully uh difficult and challenging but yeah. so um so rewarding if you can maintain that vision through yeah. the end which i'm about to experience <laughs> with this iphone app yeah so it's i mean i mean doing is the biggest part i mean you can have you know until right until you actually do something it's all just a dream mm-hmm. yeah exactly i mean we thought this would be a uh in regards to the iPhone app, we thought it'd be, you know, six to nine months, and here we are almost four years later. 
Wow. So wow. it's it's. Uh, yeah. So do, give us. I mean, doing that, is everything. That that's that's a segue in in just a second. But yeah. there's a. Uh, you know, what your your last answer just kind of gave me. You know, there's you have the vision for your your work, your creative work, and then, you know, then there's the overarching vision of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your vision for your life? Like, what do you like? What's your legacy? What do you want to leave? Yeah, I want to. Um, I don't consider myself a photographer or a artist or anything. I just think you know I've got ideas that I feel like are. Um, a big God-given. I feel like everybody has these ideas, uh, but just a lot of people are scared or intimidated for the same reasons we were discussing earlier. And I just want to be a guy that's like loves his family and is known for like trying to bring ideas to life, you know. Um, yeah. And I hope that these the running thread is that these ideas somehow are helping people, you know, because that's mm-hmm. what I want to be known for. It's not that I was a great photographer, because I yeah. feel like that's a a dead end road in a lot of ways. Yeah. But to to you know, again, being a dad, I'm always thinking about my legacy and my children and what am I teaching them, not with my words, but with my life. So, you know, dad was creative and he had mm-hmm. ideas and those ideas helped people and made the world a better place, you know. Um, that's definitely the the hope. Um, and I think just too, just to be a new voice for creativity, especially in the faith-based world, um, Christians are laughed at. It's an awful <laughs> brand. It's the worst brand in the world. Anytime you see uh, a Christian out there doing something, it's typically laughed at. You know, and and Christians used to be amazing artists. Like back in the throughout art history, yeah. you know, you see all these amazing painters and artists. And so, I hope to be someone who's like bringing goodness into the world and not being laughed at. You know, but doing something that's legit and for with good reason and a good cause, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. That's inspiring to me. I mean, it just makes me want to even give back and make the world a better place myself in any way that I can. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, take a little bit back to the creative aspect of it. Um, how is having like a specific vision in your creative work and your photography work to help you to really like get business and, and throughout the years? Yeah, I think, uh, there's just so many photographers out there now, obviously, and we live in a kind of a soundbite culture. Uh, so you have to do things to get people's attention. And the core thing you have to do is to have a consistent look or a consistent thing or something to you that sticks out, you know. And uh, there's so many great examples out there of people doing that. I mean, you are a good example. I've always used your brand as a, as a good example of somebody just knows what they want. You know, you go to your website and it's like, you see the look and you've modified and tweaked that look over the years. But like, you know, your look, you know, your look when you see it, you know, you get your logo, your branding is just like out of this world. And I think if you're changing that or you don't know who you are, it's like, oh, shoot some of the stuff and shoot some of the stuff. No one will ever remember you. So clients need to have like, oh, yeah, you're that you're that guy. I saw your promo and then I connected it with your website and with your, you know, you have to have that thing that, that you're sending to the, uh, bringing to the table. And so, um, you know, for me, clients have always said, like, your work looks, I can tell you're a graphic designer, it's very artsy, you use all these alternative processes, your compositions are always very careful and intriguing, and that's always been the response I've heard, you know, from other people, so I feel like that's been kind of the vision behind the actual photographs over the years. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But it'd be in, actually interesting to hear you define what, what do you think my work has been? Cause I never know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love it. It definitely has like a, uh, a consistent, uh, style and vision, which is, I feel like you've, you've gotten so much work because of that, because clients are like, Oh, like I want Jeremy yeah. Carrot's look on whatever concept that is. And, right. and I operate kind of similar, like it, it's an overall look applied to different content, right. you know, yeah. but you have a very specific lighting style and color palette and kind of like overlay, mm-hmm. um, visual style. It's been great. And yeah. I feel like, I feel like clients are very attracted to that. Um, so, and, and I think too, like people need to know a lot of times it, it becomes relationships, you know, a lot of times it does go past the, the look and sometimes they don't care. Sometimes just like, I like Nick and I want to, you know, cause we travel with these clients. And so a lot of times it really comes down to relationship. Yeah. Not only are you a good photographer, but can you, <laughs> can you travel the world or spend three days on set with this client? And will they want to spend three days with you again? Right. Like, are you awkward? Are you demanding? <laughs> are you an egomaniac? Like, you have to be a fun person. And your crew, I mean, the whole thing has to be a good experience. It's all about you know, the whole idea of customer service. And did you deliver their files quickly? If you're going to make them wait on files, no matter how good the shoot was, you're not going to get hired again. Right. So it definitely starts with the work. But then there's all these other rabbit trails where we have to still be. Oh, completely. Yeah. What would you any any thoughts on relationships like um, what would be your your advice for connecting with people? Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, good question. I mean, I tell people, I guess it depends on what industry you're in. But if you wanted to be a music photographer, go to shows. You know, go meet the managers. And um, I've got a friend that told me a few years ago that he wanted to like live in L.A. and shoot pop stars. Like, wanted to just you know yeah. be be a famous. And I was like, cool, man, dream big, go for it, you know, do your thing. And you always, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, yeah, right, whatever, dude. <laughs> and fast forward to now, and he's living in L.A. and is literally friends with all these celebrities and just has been their friend first, like for years. He's just been yeah. their friend. And now he's to the point where he's, like, you know, getting out the camera and shooting them, and he's blowing up. You know, yeah. he's had probably one of the most, like, crazy successful careers that now suddenly seems like it's like skyrocketing um because he just went for it there was yeah. no fear like sometimes people are like well i can't leave idaho uh because you know it's where i'm comfortable with uh, i've been here my whole life and but i really want to shoot fashion yeah. i really want to shoot these music rock. i'm like you're never going to shoot that in idaho dude sorry <laughs> like if you want that you go get it you go to new york you develop your brand you make your website killer you get it all right you schedule those meetings you hustle if you need to get an agent get an agent like don't sit around and complain that the phone's not ringing and that yeah. you won't leave idaho you know um yeah so you said you'd say hustle's a, a little key piece of oh it's <laughs> it's ginormous our, our mutual friend joey l is the perfect example of somebody that hustles oh man i feel like a slacker compared to that kid yes me too he's, <laughs> he's a beast he's ridiculous Wow. So when you're on set, this I'm curious too, is when you're on set, what's a what's a good piece of advice in running your set and, and keeping everybody, you know, on the same page and just like in, in a good mood? I think no matter what, you have to be chill. Like you have to be laid back. I just had an experience two weeks ago where I had the biggest diva I've ever worked with. <laughs> People ask me a question all the time, who's the biggest diva? I was like, this was the biggest diva. Very famous 
uh, author um, huh. that was literally screaming the entire day wow. at, at all of us, like screaming at everything. Just, <laughs> I mean, just the rudest person I've ever ever worked with and just hated everybody and hated everything and hated her hair, hated the wardrobe, you know. Wow. Um, but I just kept, you know, just smiling and trying to be nice. I was keeping my... I think at one point my hair and makeup artist was crying, you know, but I just, I was the, the temperature, you know, I had to keep everybody calm. Wow. I made sure we all laughed when the subject wasn't with us. You know, when she went away, I'd like, instead of me freaking out and yelling back and going nuts, I just laughed it off. Like, this will be a good story, you know? <laughs> so I think you have to like remain calm and, um, you know, run the set, be the director I mean, you hear some. You hear of these photographers that scream and yell and are crazy, and I've never been that guy. I'm like, I gotta. The way I am in this interview is the way I am on the, my biggest photo shoots. Yeah, like just chill, <laughs> just super chill. That's great. That's um, great advice. Yeah, that was that was a good example because at the end of the day, that yelling subject like loved me. She one of my phone number at the end of the day. She said, uh, "Every time I, every time you come back, I want to do another shoot." Yeah, because I had I had just taking all her craze and just kind of dealt with it just smiled and like you know just tried to be nice and love her and you know like, You're like so. yeah let's do it again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like shaking my head no yes let's do it again that's yeah. awesome i love that i love that hmm. so yeah i mean i guess moving now into uh, moving now into the future i mean tell us what you're up to i mean the, i think this app thing is a big part of that and uh, yeah give us the lowdown tell us about it yeah so in March of 2010 I had an idea for an app basically when I was teaching people would say what do you tell your subjects like how do you know what to do when you have a camera in your hand what do you how do you interact what do you say people would ask me that all the time and so the initial thought was like man there should be an app for that like what if people could just go to this app and like know what to tell a subject and so at first it was like going to be my idea it's like a Jeremy Cower idea app and then I very quickly realized that that's going to end in about a day because I only have like five ideas of <laughs> what I put in this app. And so I pretty quickly realized that like, man, what if this was a social app where literally anybody could add ideas to the app? Anybody could post a thought or a quote or a lyric or an inspirational something or whatever. And then their friends could turn those ideas into photos and you could always have credit for your idea, and you could infinitely see how many people did your ideas. And so anyway, um, just I threw out the name OK Do This at first, uh, totally thinking that my team would not like it. I kind of threw it out as a joke, but they, they loved it, and it stuck. So OK Do This is the app, and it's all about creative collaboration, idea sharing, doing each other's ideas. In fact, we call the ideas do's. Um, yeah, and it's just taken off, so that was... Three and a half years ago, and here we are, two weeks before public launch. Wow! Yeah, wow, that's amazing. It's insane. So it's a, it's an app based off of inspiration. Yeah, it it hits the nail on the head of everything we've been discussing. <laughs> Love that. So I mean, Pinterest is a beautiful resource for inspiration, and this will be as well, but in a very different kind of way. You know, Pinterest is like you're collecting all the best visuals of whatever that thing is, you know, yeah. that's lifestyle. You can find the best visuals in the world, whereas this is, like, both inspiring and funny and dark and honest, but it's all coming from your friends directly. 
versus like some random yeah. photographers out there. Um, it's like, what, what are my friend's interpretations of, you know, smile like you know where they hid the body <laughs> or uh, if kids had an album cover or, you know, just the ideas are so interesting. There's another one that said, uh, where do you go when your eyes are closed? So to see all these photographers posting a photo that represents where they go when their eyes are closed. It's fascinating. That's, I love that. You know, and like now we can infinitely see other people add to that database of what happens when you close your eyes. It's you know? <laughs> so uh, cool. It's so cool. And so I really think um, that it's that people are going to love it and be inspired by it because um, it's, it's, there's nothing like it. Um, and we're, we're saying that it's auditioning on your camera screen. So literally right as you're shooting with your camera open, you can swipe the ideas of others. And yeah, never wow. in the history of photography has that happened, um, which is a cool claim to be able to make. That's know? awesome. Um, so we're pumped about that. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's done. We're, we're about to ship it. That's cool. Yeah. So what's your favorite part about the app? Um, I think, just like, right now we have uh, a limited number of beta users who are all my friends and photographers. And usually the photo industry is all about, like, this is my thing. I'm doing this. You stay over there in your corner. You, I wish you the best, but don't come over <laughs> in my space. You stay in your corner. And we all have our little corners and our brands. Let's stay separated. All right. You know, it's like this kind of subtle co- competition, sometimes not so subtle. But with OK Do This, it's all about, like, you know what? We all see the same things. We all do the same things. We're all around in the same environment. So what are our different translations of those same things yeah so you're still seeing the individuality of each photographer but it's more community because it's like okay we've both shot sun flare we've both shot our feet we've both shot like all these ideas but to see each other's um translations goes against that whole weird competition thing that's all it's like accepting this we're all in this together yeah so it's been really um uh, just rewarding and super fun to see all my buddies and friends engaging in these conversations. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you're a man that loves to bring the world together. Yeah. <laughs> I, they, sometimes people say uh, we're like our animals. And my dog is a Shetland sheepdog, and he herds, <laughs> he herds sheep. And uh, I like to think that I, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to herd people together. I love and, that. Uh, with OK Do This, with Help Portrait, uh, I used to run a web community in Nashville called the 615. It was the same thing. I ran a, uh, a group with all my friends in Nashville called the Peeps at the time. That was years <laughs> ago. So, yeah, four things now were at, that I've done that I'm trying to just get people together yeah. and you know, collaborate. Well, you've done an amazing job at it. Thanks, man. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, one last question here. Uh, what does live inspiration mean to you? Live inspiration. Um, I think, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, be aware. I mean, put the phone down. Like, stop. Get off, you know, get off the internet. Get off the off the grid. Change your bookmarks like we talked about. Like, stay. Actually, stay inspired is my tagline on, my, on all my emails. Because I think once we lose that inspiration life gets really dull. I mean, I feel like 90% of the people I see on a daily basis, working at a restaurant, working at a bank, working at a doctor's office, just going through the 
the daily routine of life, they've lost inspiration. They're not inspired about anything. They're just yeah. paying the bills, working for the man, doing something they don't want to be doing. Whereas you and I are out here fighting as uh, you know self-employed freelance guys, but we're inspired. Yeah. And there's always this energy and this excitement about what could be next you know yeah. tomorrow might be awful but the next day might you know <laughs> there's no predictability and uh it's a blast i mean i think it's it's just fun to to always be finding that inspiration that next idea versus just going and getting a job at a bank or something you know yeah um, yeah i love that i love that live life on the live life on the crest yeah totally <laughs> So awesome. Well, where can we find you in the internets of the world? I don't do any social media, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my username is at Jeremy Cower on everything. Facebook, um, actually, okay, do this. I'm just at Jeremy. But uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Pinterest, Google+, everything's just Jeremy Cower. And my website is jeremycower.com. And Help Portrait website is help-portrait.com. Awesome. And how can people get involved with Health Portrait if they want? Just go to our website. All the details are there. Uh, how to get started. Um, all that is there. They can find communities in their cities on our website. So awesome. people doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Shop Talk Radio and joining me as we dive underneath the hood of the creative lifestyle. Again, I am your host, Nick Onkin, and if you enjoyed today's episode, then go over to iTunes and leave us a good review so that we can spread the word and inspire even more people in the world to live inspiration and share their inner creativity. Also, we'd love to see where you're listening to the podcast, so snap a photo on Instagram, hashtag liveinspiration, or tag me at Nick Onkin so that you can inspire other people to listen wherever they are at. But beyond this, check out NickOnkinShopTalk.com to read articles on creating the creative lifestyle anywhere from emotional intelligence to any other aspect of creative entrepreneurship. I'll be also posting up editorial content in the form of visual essays that I get to create with my photographic eye and my craft and my career. Uh, But most of all, get to join the underground creative community that we're creating. So thanks again for joining us. Now go share your creativity with the world. Uh